0: So, good morning again. Um, For those of you who may be new to our online campus, I'm Jeff Bills, lead pastor here at Hope. And this is the first time I have preached by myself since March. Uh, Up until this week, every Sunday, we've had two preachers up. And uh, there was a whole reason for that back in uh, the early days. And uh, it just seemed to work. So, we've continued to do that. There was just some scheduling stuff that has me here uh, solo. And, and going forward, there's going to be times where it's just a solo uh, preacher bringing the, bringing the message. But this is the first time, and I'm nervous. Like I, For 30 years, I've preached by myself. Since March, I've been doing it as a duet, and I got used to that. So I hope I remember how to preach by myself. Um, we're in a series, as, as you know, we're wrapping up this series that we're calling Grace Under Fire. And one of the themes that has run through this series, kind of a thread, if you will, that's been going through this series, is the thread of anger or this theme of anger. And uh, so we've talked all of the reasons why our society seems to be so angry these days. So we've got issues related to uh, the pandemic. We have the economy that has been struggling. Uh, We have a red-hot election going on, national election, uh, racial tensions, and so forth. And so all of these things have fueled a kind of uh, anger uh, that is kind of pervasive in the culture. And uh, I even shared uh, last week my own story of being in a conversation with somebody and feeling the anger and my words getting sharp. And uh, so it's this recognition that just because we're Christ followers doesn't mean we're above the anger but we are called to rise above to have a different approach in the ways that we deal with our anger and that's what I want to unpack with you as we close out this series this morning so what do you do with your anger? How do you handle your anger? Your anger may not be related to these societal things that uh, we've been talking about. You may be angry or feeling angry uh, because of something going on within your family, maybe something in the workplace, maybe your own finances or health issues. Those things may be what fuels anger for you What's the way that you deal with it? How are you dealing with your sense of anger? We all get angry, but the question is, do you do anger well? Do you do anger well? Does your anger inspire you to be constructive in the ways that you deal with it? Or does your anger fuel destructive behaviors in the ways that you relate to people and, uh, and situations and so forth. Now, as you might guess, because anger is such a human thing, every human being experiences anger, you won't be surprised to know that the Bible has a lot to say on the subject of anger. And we're not going to be able to cover even a small portion of what the Bible has to say, but I want to today, as we close out this series, to focus on, um, primarily on two scriptures that speak on anger the first is the book of ephesians it's the fourth chapter and it's one verse it's verse 26 and it says this in your anger i'll stop right there in your anger what i love is that it acknowledges that we get angry it doesn't say don't get angry it doesn't say it's not surprised by anger It's saying, when you get angry, here's what you need to do. It's normal to get angry. It's human to get angry. It's not wrong to get angry. But here's the next part. In your anger, do not sin. Do not sin. So when you get angry, when you feel angry, this is not an excuse to put your faith aside, to decide you're going to do things on your own terms because I'm mad, darn it. It's not excuses. It's not an excuse to do damage to other people because of your anger. Really, anger is energy. Anger is is like fuel. It's sort of like... um, uh, uh, gas that runs into your house, right? So natural gas that fuels many of our homes' energy to provide heat. Natural gas running into our homes is a wonderful thing. That energy uh, helps create the uh, warmth in our houses in the wintertime. But if it's not properly controlled, Natural gas can do enormous damage. Anger is fuel. So in your anger, do not sin. And then it goes on and says this, do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. And don't give the devil a foothold. So I think what it's talking about, it's not, it's not necessarily talking about literally don't... Uh, don't let anger uh, last more than a few hours before you go to bed. I think it's really about don't stew in your anger. Don't let it marinate in you. Get to it quickly. Figure out what it is that is causing the anger in you and then begin to deal with it. Don't let anger stewing in you. Because when we do... It gives an opportunity to the evil one to do damage to your soul and through you to do damage to the people that you love and care about, that you interact with uh, throughout the course of the day. So, so really important things that when you get angry, as you will, it's not an excuse to sin. Deal with it quickly so that the devil doesn't have a foothold into your life. The second scripture I want to look at with you uh, is the, in the book of James. Uh, we did a series just before this one where we looked at the book of James and, uh, and addressed things out of that book. But we didn't really go into anger when we did that series. But the verse that we're going to be looking at from chapter 1, uh, we talked about the first part but not the anger part. So, James counsels that we are to be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to become angry. Quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to become angry. Notice it doesn't say, don't become angry, but get there slowly. If you have a Short fuse, if you're the kind of person that has a short fuse, if you get angry very quickly and uh, the smallest thing can set you off, that's a spiritual issue. That's something that you need to not give excuse to, you know, or dismiss and say, well, that's just my way and I, you know, I have this blow up and then I'm good and I go on about my day. You know, that's like uh, saying, well, you know, we had a small gas leak and yeah, it blew up the kitchen, but you know, we're all fine now. Really, you need to address that. So, so James, the Bible teaches us that we need to get to anger slowly. And we need to uh, be careful not to uh, be quick-tempered and quick to anger. So we get to anger slowly. And then it says this, Because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Why do we get there slowly? Because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. You know, sometimes we uh, hear the phrase um, righteous indignation, which is a kind of righteous anger. The Bible says that there is no righteousness in our anger. It is a fuel. And like Any fuel, it propels us in a direction. If if our anger propels us in the wrong direction, it's sin. But even if our anger propels us in the right direction around a cause, but we do it in the wrong way, we do no good. It goes on and says this, verse 21. Get rid of all of the moral filth and evil that is prevalent, so prevalent, and humbly accept the word planted in you. Get rid of all the moral filth in you. So James is saying, look, get, get to anger slowly. Don't, don't have, a, don't have a, a quick temper. Get there slowly, because it doesn't produce righteousness, anger in itself. Here's what you need to do. You need to deal with your interior life first. So if something's got you angry, you need to deal with your own, what he calls, moral filth, um, or the evil, the sin that is inside all of us. I really think what James is doing here is he's echoing what Jesus taught. Remember, Jesus said, you know, before you... Deal with the dust that's in somebody else's eye. Deal with the plank in your own eye, right? Before you go and fix all of the social problems, before you fix that spouse of yours, those kids of yours, those coworkers of yours, before you fix them who have made you angry, do some interior work first, right? Deal with your own stuff first. And then you'll be in the right place to be able to help others, serve others. I wanna ask or have you ask three questions around the issue of your own anger. So when you feel angry, maybe you feel angry right now, maybe not, um, but three things to think of when anger is welling up in you. The first question is, is your anger for the sake of others? is your anger for the sake of others. You know, a lot of times, my anger is nothing to do with for the sake of others. It's I'm annoyed, right? So I'm in the grocery store, and somebody cuts me off on the way to the check-in, uh, checkout stand. And I'm just stewing, like, ar, ar, so angry and so forth. Um, that's not doing me any good. You know, that's just me being impatient. And somebody once said, you know, when that happens to them, they use that opportunity. Whatever minutes are going to pass, so now I've, it's going to cost me five minutes, they use that time to pray. Like, wow, that was convicting. I use that time to mutter and to complain and to stare. Now to use it to pray and to, you know, maybe it's a time to pray for your family. Maybe it's a time to pray for things going on in the country, to pray for the church. Maybe pray for that person who cut you off. That's not for the sake of others. That kind of anger, that's the the annoyance kind of stuff. And we spend way too much time angry about annoying little things. What we're talking about with this idea of, um, is your anger about uh, for the sake of others? It's, are you seeing injustices? Are you seeing abuse? Are you seeing people objectified? When you see those kinds of things and it makes you angry, now the next question is, what do I do with this anger, this fuel, this energy? Am I going to use it in constructive ways or destructive ways? You know, we're uh, talking about urban promise and it's one of those things that we wanna support uh, through our 30-30-30 challenge. We've been supporting them, like I said, for 30 years. I don't know if all of you know the story of how Urban Promise got started. But uh, Dr. Tony Campolo, a sociologist, a professor from Eastern University. <clears throat> Tony was also a, a gifted preacher. He preached all around the country, around the world, really. Um, and he preached at Hope many times over the years. Um, Tony was looking at the city of Camden and the impact of poverty, and the lack of opportunity, and what it was having on the lives of children and youth. And it made him angry. And so he used that anger to go to people and to raise money to be able to create a youth ministry in the city of Camden that would address not just kids' spiritual needs, but educational needs, leadership development, um, creating opportunities for them, uh, for jobs and so forth. So that was his vision. He raised money to do that. And then he met a young seminary student who was just graduating, a young guy named Bruce Main out in California. And he talked to him about the city of Camden in New Jersey. And Bruce agreed that he would come out and, with Tony, start this ministry called Urban Promise. Who knew? How God was going to use that kind of anger that fueled that kind of initiative into the future. 30 years later, tens of thousands of people have been blessed because of Tony's use of his anger for the sake of others. So is your anger that you feel for the sake of others? Second question. Is your response to anger constructive or destructive? When you get angry, are you constructive with that anger? Building people, building things up, or are you just angry and you say um, hurtful things or do hurtful things uh, to yourself, to others uh, around you? Are you constructive or destructive in the ways that you address your anger you know we know the difference don't we between a protest and a riot a protest is when a group of people see an injustice and they want to highlight it they want to point to it they want people to know that they see it and they're concerned about it and they want things done about it and so forth. That's the nature of a protest. A riot is about breaking things and hurting people. One is constructive and the other is destructive. To do anger well means to be constructive in the ways that we deal with it. To do anger well means that we don't do violence. We don't speak uh, in harsh terms, tearing people down, that we look to build people up. You know, one of the things that I find so inspiring about the civil rights movement of the 1960s, a movement that was led in large part by men and women of faith, they took a constructive uh, approach to their anger. They were angry over the injustice, they were angry um, over the abuse of people because of the color of the skin, because of their race, and they wanted to do something about it. But they refused to use violence as a tool. And so instead, they used the energy of their anger to do constructive things, to create systems and and, uh, organizations to address racism and they did it in a nonviolent kind of way because of their faith are you constructive or destructive in the ways that you address your own anger the third question is your anger poisoning your soul is your anger poisoning your soul Anger over time, left unaddressed. You know, if we don't do what uh, Ephesians counsels and deal with it quickly, if we allow it to uh, linger in us and we just, it just churns us up over a long period of time, it becomes toxic to your soul. And it can lead to all kinds of bad things within your spirit. cynicism. Hostility, isolation. You know, I've thought, I wonder if that's not what was going on in Judas Iscariot's life. You know, uh, Bible scholars say of Judas that the reason that he betrayed Jesus was because Jesus wasn't the Messiah that Judas was looking for or hoping for. Judas was looking for the kind of Messiah that was going to rally uh, the Jewish people together and they were going to rise up in rebellion against Rome, throw off Roman authority, and uh, they were going to once again be free. And that's what Judas wanted. And uh, over time, Judas realized that that's not what Jesus was going to do. And he became more and more frustrated, more and more angry perhaps more and more cynical, more and more hostile, and more and more withdrawn from the others. To the point that when he left the upper room on that last night, I don't think the other disciples even recognized it, probably because they hadn't seen much of Judas over months and maybe a year. I wonder if it wasn't that kind of anger that was Going on in Judas that fueled his decision to betray Jesus. Are you doing anger well? When anger moves us to constructively engage in being a positive force for God's righteousness, we can make a significant difference. In our homes, in our communities, in our church, in our neighborhoods. But like natural gas, without proper controls, it can do great damage. Anger can do great damage. And the control for us, one of the controls for us, is humility. Humility. Listen to what the prophet Micah said. Oh, people, the Lord has told you what is right, what is good. And this is what he requires of you. To do what is right, to love mercy, and to walk how? Humbly with your God. To walk humbly with your God. We need humility. Grace under fire means that we are following Jesus in difficult times. Times like these. And in order to demonstrate grace under fire, it requires choosing humility over pride. God's way over our own way. It requires a willingness to be forgiven and to ask God for forgiveness and to offer forgiveness to others. And it requires that we be sympathetic, loving, and tender hearted towards our brothers and sisters within the faith community and extend that beyond into the world. And finally, it means doing anger well. The world needs us. To demonstrate grace. Especially in difficult times. Hey, let's pray together. And so Lord Jesus, thank you for the work that you are doing within us. Conforming us, transforming us into the men and women that you dream for us to be. Lord, you call us to be A constructive force in the world, to be salt and light to a world that so desperately needs it. And yet, Lord, we struggle with our own feelings of anger. And we confess, Lord, that sometimes we are more destructive than constructive with our anger. Forgive us for that. Give us a vision that inspires us and others. To use our anger as energy toward good. To bless others. To build others up. That you might receive the glory. We ask this in your name, Jesus. And for your kingdom's sake. Amen.